0: Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the hitman, along with me, my cybernetic friend, Robbie Harmlessly. Hey. That was very cybernetic. <laughs> I suppose it could have been. <laughs> like, a squeak, like a squeaky joint. Anyway, grand final night. Yeah, it's time to crown a champion. So, this is the second year of the. Are we calling it reboot? I suppose, yeah. The um, HD remaster, of of <laughs> <laughs> director's cut, <laughs> directors re-edited, cut. telling the true story as intended. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have some confirmed bots and one wild card. Now, I know that some people have pointed out that during some of the uh, previews or teasers for this episode. There has been almost a confirmation on who the wildcard is. Yeah, it's been spoiled. If you've been wondering why our Twitter's been slightly quiet, it's because I've been avoiding all social media. It's not been quiet at all, I've been on it. Well, yeah, you've been (laughs) blowing it up instead, yeah. But it's, uh, I've been avoiding all social media because I haven't had the wildcard spoiled for me at all. Every time I see the word wildcard, I literally shut down. You're going to find out in about half an hour until the show airs, so you won't have to worry much longer. And you'll finally get to see all the replies I got to who would win out of Carbide and Wolf from Gladiators. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I've been using the Twitter just as you always intended. So this is what's happened to the Twitter whilst I've been away. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) All of my wit. Okay, so do we jump into Mailbag first before we do anything? Let's get some mailing Let's get some Mailbag. Let's go with... Tweeter first. (laughs) Tweeter. Let's have a scroll through and see who's done what. This is a, I'm pretty much doing this live now. I usually write them all down, but there's been so many that if I wrote them all down, I'd waste so much time doing that. Ashley Watkinson goes with Carbide beating Eruption in the final, clearing the way for Eruption when the other spinners take each other out. But Carbide is too strong, is what he says. Nice. And he's going to stick with Apollo for the wild card but he thinks Thor and Pulsar deserved it more. To be the wild card, Apollo. To be the wild card, yeah. yeah. And Joshua Plummer replies directly to that. As much as I like them both, Apollo is 1-3 versus Carbide, and Thor already had a second chance, so he's going with Pulsar as the wild card. The problem with that being Pulsar was pretty smashed up. Yeah, Pulsar wasn't in a great state and not really in a repairable state. Lewis Mackenzie carbide to win, again, predicting that the only thing that could beat it is a technical failure. And he also insists that Cherub would be the wildcard choice if Apollo isn't repairable. Okay. Yeah, it's a difficult one, really, because Cherub, if they went with Cherub, I think a lot of the fans would roll their eyes and be like, oh, here we go, favouring the children, stuff like that. But Cherub was actually a solid bot and was tanking some pretty heavy hits. So it wouldn't be too bad a choice, really. Mm-hmm. R. Hansen. Just says, I can't see anyone best in carbide. Puro Puri podcast. Peri Puri. Peri No, it's a, I think it's a Puro as in like, um, Puro Wrestling, Japanese wrestling. Oh, wow. Puro Wrestling. Yeah. Reference. Yeah. Tell me about it. It all comes full circle. <laughs> Predicts Thor for the wild card with, a, with Apollo versus Sir Killalot as a bonus match. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Nice. If, nice. If only. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Kent. Aftershock or Carbide after the embedded bit of Aftershock debris in the wall spoiler he's going with Carbide obviously that's what we saw at the end of last episode who else have we got? Scottish Gangster 67, Aftershock versus Carbide in the final and we'll be happy with any of those two Daft Penguin a regular predictor goes with Eruption and Carbide as the final match, basically saying it'll come down to whether Eruption is capable of tanking enough hits before it gets good flips in Okay, Jackie Banks. I wanted to be Eruption, but I think it'll be Carbide. Alexander Day. Hope it's AfterShock or Carbide. Andrew Patterson. AfterShock for the win. Matty S. Hard to see past Carbide. Simon Griffiths. AfterShock to beat Eruption in the final. Doesn't want Carbide to win. Thor or Pulsar to be the wild card. I see. That's uh, who I want or who will. That's, That's the difference, you know. There you, you go. go. There's a the point. Yeah, yeah. James Holland. Carbide versus Eruption, with Eruption to take it. Ooh Interesting, I'll basically be a, a sort of a mirror of last year, with Carbide being the runner up again, to, again a flipper. to a flipper. I like that. Adam Peckett, got a feeling it'll either be Carbide or Eruption. A lot of love for Eruption. That is a lot of love. Kate Glover, love to see Aftershock take the series. But the teaser suggested otherwise. Hashtag, I bet carbide did that. Yeah, yeah. The teaser where a big chunk of that bot has been wedged into the bulletproof glass. Hmm. <laughs> Ukulele Chris. Oh, here we go. Predicts carbide versus eruption with carbide winning. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And Apollo as wild card pick. Oh, he thinks Apollo's going to be the wild card. He thinks Apollo's going to be the okay, wild card. Okay, okay. Overwhelming support for carbide taking it, really. Although there are some outsiders there. Yeah, it's eruption uh, mainly. It's I'd say sixty percent Carbide taking it. Mm. Predictions for eruption and aftershock. Miranda Livermore, probably Carbide smashing aftershock into the wall, goes mm-hmm. with Carbide. Let's check out the Reddit and see what predictions come along on Reddit. Okay, so as Mazif says that he thinks the wild card will be Apollo. Unless the producers to quote him, unless the producers really want to ensure a new champion. I would place 4 second, though only due to the damage sustained to Pulsar. Sabretooth is working again, but not sure if 100% capacity, and only won one head-to-head round. I can see the argument for Cherub from a standpoint of lack of relative damage, but I don't see at all how it could get the wild card from a performance standpoint. That's a good point, actually. The thing about Cherub is it can tank hits, but it has very little offense If you're picking the wild card, you really have to pick the best runner up all round. And you think about it, it got dominated by eruption. Yeah. Both times flipped out of the arena within seconds, done. Just like that. It's not like it put up a fight against eruption. No, no, exactly. So it's it's something. Again with Apollo, you can't say that Apollo did very well in its in its final round. It got nuked by Carbide. That's true. Did anyone do well in their final round? Didn't Four put up a bit of a fight? Four did put up Probably the most See, fight. I know Four was the wild card last time, but I'm feeling like Four actually deserves it this time. This it? More so than last time. Although he was awesome last time, and he was so much loved by the fans that they were almost obligated to bring him back. This time, based on performance alone, Four could come back. I mean, the problem is a lot of people have had the wild card spoiled for them. So I'm trying not to read too much, because I like to have my predictions to be pure. So this last one. Asher. Arbaces? Arbaces? Asher, I'm just gonna go call him. The wild card and concussion go out to go out in the first round. Concussion and any of the possible wild cards will simply be outmatched, in his opinion. He reckons AfterShock will end last in the head-to-heads. Ironside three third. Carbide versus Eruption of Carbide taking it. Basically says that they're both the most reliable robots in the competition. They are both the most dominant uh, Carbide and Eruption in yeah. their heats at least. So yeah, let's talk about the machines quickly. Because we don't have much to say. We won't go into the detail we usually do. If you want to know all about the specs of the machine, we go through that in their respective episodes. I'm just going to sort of talk about briefly about their performance and what you predict will happen with them. That sounds good. And then we'll get to your big prediction. From Regan, Aftershock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> From the Midlands, Carbide. From War, Concussion. From Nottingham, Ironside 3. Hold it. From Warrington, Eruption. Thor, Pulsar, Cherub, Sabretooth, and Apollo. You were all runners up, but one team has been chosen by the judges to rejoin as our wild card. The robot rejoining the competition, and now in our grand final, it's Apollo. That's right. <laughs> Four. What was <laughs> my prediction for wild card? <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So, like, if you were listening to that at home, I've actually just sort of built a soundboard on my phone. For just the things the announcer says stupidly. <laughs> yep. Spinner. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Lipa! <laughs> it's like, he sounds like a Doctor Who villain. <laughs> maybe he is. Maybe it's, maybe they're going to do a crossover. Oh my God. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. We've got Aftershock, Eruption, Concussion, Ironside Free, Carbide, and Wildcard. And I'm saying that's going to be four as opposed to Apollo, Cherub, Pulsar, and Sabretooth are the alternative wild cards. The final, my prediction, is going to be Carbide versus Eruption. And I'm saying Carbide are taking it this time. Did I say that last time? Carbide were going to win. Yes. Okay, well, I'm still in Carbide then. Because I went with Apollo last time and you went with Carbide. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Saw how that worked out. Yeah. Okay, reasons for your decision? Carbide has had massive improvements on a already incredible bot. It seems like anything that touches it immediately gets shredded to ribbons. You could have just said carbide, because it's carbide. <laughs> because carbide's carbide, so <laughs> I don't know how to simplify it any more than that. Yeah, it's got to be carbide. It has to be. Even if a flipper comes near it, it just seems like just a touch from carbide spinner just wrecks everything. Hella damage reliably. It doesn't die after hitting something. That was its problem during the uh, previous season, Mm -hmm. wasn't it? It was uh, random technical faults were holding back what arguably was the most dangerous spot in the tournament. Now, we haven't seen it break down once yet. No, no, not Not properly. We haven't seen it have any issues. No, it's barely taken any damage at all. So it's got to be carbide. But you predict eruption will get through to the final? Yeah, yeah, I'm pushing for eruption. I think with all these spinners... I think a flipper might actually have a chance. I think the one thing it might run into is Aftershock's vertical spinner. That'd be quite strange to see. So speaking of, what do you predict for the other robots? So for Aftershock, I think it's going to get absolutely destroyed by Carbide. Their previous bot, Shockwave, uh, did get crushed by Carbide, but wasn't immobilized by Carbide. Nowhere did BBC spoil who did that to Aftershock. Everyone's saying Carbide because Carbide. You've got Ironside 3 in there. You've got, well, concussion in there. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, you've got, who knows? Maybe eruptions done something crazy to their, (laughs) to their flipper. See, the thing is concussions drum spinner is more like a uppercut. Ironside freeze bar spinner is more like a like roundhouse kick to the face kind of attack. Do you know what I mean? I get you. I get you. Um, eruptions flipper isn't going to do that. (laughs) Uh, And with my wild card being four. It'd be, yeah, hell of a, it'd be amazing <laughs> if he managed to axe a chunk into the wall. It has to be carbide doing that damage, I'm assuming. I could be surprised. You d- you don't know, do you? You just don't know. No, I like the Sherlock style deductions. It's very exactly. good. Yeah. This, you see? See? Always thinking. Always so what thinking. what about um, Ironside 3, then? What do you see happening to them? That's a really good bot. And I feel like everyone was predicting it was going to go far. I think it excelled on expectation. It was a really good bar spinner. Do you think Carbide are kind of stealing their thunder a little bit? Yeah. Is it a bit of a dark horse, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I just I just don't think a bar spinner can take on Carbide. I don't think anyone can take on Carbide, but I mean, I think Ironside 3 maybe has a chance against the other bots. Yeah. That leaves us with Concussion. Your predictions for Concussion? Mm, 6,000 revs per minute drum spinner. But had lots of issues. Yeah. Particularly with the drive. And it is a not only a brand new bot, but a brand new team. It's a group of fans who decide to have a go at it. So, I mean, it would be great if they could take the grand final from from starting from scratch, starting from the bottom. It's know? already great to make it this far. Oh, absolutely! As a brand new bot going straight into heavyweight with a spinner, they've already done something incredible. Living really achieved, dream. yeah, literally, literally really living achieved. the dream. I hope we see them again next time to see a even better version. Think of a version without drive issues. Yeah, Yeah. Awesome. The thing about Eruption is it's got anti spinner side pods it can use. So, going, them, yeah. <laughs> going into this final, they are going to need him. So, I'm hoping to see them get busted out. And also, they've got that system where they can be really economic with the uh, gas for the flipper. So, they can gauge whether it's going to be the flip to end or flips or whether they just need to give it a little, little slap away kind of thing, you know? Well, Eruption used clever tactics. They've gone for the quick wins. They know they're going to be facing a lot of spinners mm-hmm. because they're, they're an experienced team they've been around the block a lot very very successful robot so this is really the big test for them everyone's saying carbide but anything can happen and i would say this this grand final is such a good lineup of bots very strong machines you can't let carbide overshadow the rest of these bots because they are awesome on a good day any of them could do it that's the important thing to remember okay are we ready to watch is there anything else you want to say I think we've pretty much covered everything. There's not much more to say. We've already spoken about these machines in great detail Mm -hmm. and everything they've achieved in great detail Mm -hmm. in the previous episodes. Now we need to see who will be the 2017 Robot Wars champion. Purposely avoiding saying new champion just in case the wildcard's Apollo. And And they 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 yeah, And and they they win win again. Oh my God, the drama that would happen from that would be awesome. Let's watch it and... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chromalot won, which means that a fish of the best showman on Robot Wars and Plunderbird can't sink. But there's one thing I'm not, and that's big and bad and me. So Plunderbird can sing us out of Robot Wars. Extreme, take it away, boys. <laughs> I work, go I with an hour. Oh, took six months to do it, but there in will go. Yeah, we've got to fix it, all the come for the show. Have you got to stream it? Yeah. We all, we all are our we love we our they're shiny and, baby. Baby. and they clean. But, but when they're in the arena, they're nasty they're and, they're baby. Baby. and they're mean. We're all nice and friendly when we're in the pits, but when we're in the arena, we smash each other to bits. Have you got a Of course we have! Okay, how do we start this? Um, RIP Aftershock, RIP Eruption. RIP Ironside, RIP Apollo, RIP Concussion, RIP all of them. Did you get the arena floor in that? RIP most of the arena bulletproof glass. RIP bulletproof glass. Yep. Carbite has arrived. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was insane. That was carnage. Actual pure robot carnage. So, Carbide can't be stopped. Are we all in agreement now? There were slight, slight chances people had, almost, to do some damage and offence to Carbide. It it wasn't even close. I think Carbide walked away with just a little dent. A few scratches, scratches, a few Some superficial, you know, scratches and damage, but... God. We've now got to talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. Let's the ju- grand final has yeah, just aired. Let's start from the top. So we get a sweet dramatic intro. Oh, of course we do. Dara's like a hundred foot in the air. I'm exaggerating, but a hundred foot in the air on like a, I don't know. No, that, it, it may well have been that. High. It was very <laughs> high up. He's on a factory balcony of some kind. I, cause when I was there, I saw them, both Dara and Angela going up there for those, they just had to go up these like, Ladders that are you know, full vertical ladders. It looked really? genuinely frightening. If you were even wow. slightly afraid of heights, that would have been terrifying. Like I could genuinely not do that. terrifying. And then get once you're at the top and you, you know, Vertigo's kicked in, you then have to deliver this introduction. Yeah, epic introduction, moving your body, what's he doing? Yeah. It, which is, your body's not going to want to move. No. I did put, what is Dara doing up there? Well, he can't, he, surely he can't see. I mean, you could see everything. From sort of bird's eye view, but he, he can comes- already see everything. He's like six foot, what? <laughs> six foot five. He He's all a the massive way dude. Um, What's he doing? Yeah, and then they got Angela. She's fine. She's on the ground floor. She did go up there for other other parts for other episodes. Oh, other that's shots. Fair. All right, and looked terrified doing so. Don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, so that was a nice way to uh, get us in. And then they jumped pretty much straight to the wildcard section. Understandable consi- when you consider the amount of content they have to end up putting into this one-hour slot. There is a lot happening in yeah. this episode. Almost yeah. every match needs time to get the everything that happens in the matches and then the aftermath of each match. Uh-huh. And they're all such important matches because they're all so influential as to who will end up being the champion at the end. It's understandable they just sort of quickly went, right, this is the wild card. No, like, explanation as to why or anything. It's the wild card announced as Apollo and your face when it happened. You were ready to be like, yep, I'm right. It was Thor. I was so sure it was going to be Thor again. I know it sounds silly to expect them to pick the same person again, but ah, I don't know. What do you reckon to the choice of Apollo as the wild card? I'm guessing it's based on the performance of Apollo outside of their fights with Carbide. I suppose they could have looked at it as, okay, Apollo did get kind of annihilated by carbide, but they did dominate their heat otherwise. It was uh-huh, only carbide uh-huh. they had issues with. And if any of the other wildcards cards had been in the same heat as carbide, would they have fared any better in that situation? That's true. That's Probably true. not. It was a tough one, and there was a lot of damage done to a lot of other robots. Apollo was in decent working order, considering the amount of repairs they had to do. I reckon it was a close call, though. I reckon it wasn't nearly as easy and obvious of a choice as, say, Thor was last year. Yeah. Because there was a lot of great performances by the wildcards. With Thor last year, they didn't have much choice, because the only thing that came kind of close was Gabriel. Other than that, there wasn't really anyone else that had the support that Thor had to be the wildcard. When it comes to Apollo coming back, the two issues I have is, one, we knew for a fact that Carbide would tear them to shreds again so there wasn't much you know in terms of surprises that could happen and also does this imply that if you're the previous year's champion and you end up in a wild card situation are you now entitled to come back as the wild card will it influence the decision yeah is that part of the decision making for the wild card you know we don't know until we see a third season but yeah Yeah, and even then in this third season that's going to be filming relatively soon. I have a feeling should Carbide be in the season, which I imagine they will if they decided to enter. I imagine you keep you keep the champs in oh, yeah. I kind of see them getting through their heat, so I don't think we'll see a situation where they're no. a wild card option. Hey, you never know no you no, really no, never know, no. but not might not necessarily happen. that's true, that's true. Having said all that, though, Apollo is a phenomenal bot still and performed really well in their heat other than Carbide. Maybe, like, a a bit of a dodgy decision putting Carbide and Apollo in the same heat. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. A lot of people criticise that. It is what it is. Yeah. There's no real proper seeding system this time where they're trying to keep all of them apart. Looks like they're going for grudge matches in the heats. Yeah. If you talk about it in terms of fairness... If it was completely randomly drawn, there's every chance they could have ended up facing each other in the same heat anyway in that situation. Hell, you could have had all of the finalists. That is true. That's right. That were still in it in, in the same heat. Mm. So, eh, it is, it, it, it happened. At the end of the day, if they weren't in the same heat and they both won their heats and they faced each other in the grand finals, we know Carbide would have won because they did. Yeah. We know exactly. how the matches yeah. went. At the end of the day, Carbide could not be stopped. So that takes us to our first freeway apollo aftershock and eruption yep so two flippers and a very dominating spinner we didn't mention how dominating aftershock were in their heat but when watching over the little um sort of replay videos at the start of the this episode aftershock were really dominating it's because the the bot itself is quite subtle until it impacts do you know what i mean and then all of a sudden you're like oh yeah i remember what aftershock's capable of now (laughs) Serious stuff, and we have Sir Killalot in the arena, which gets the Apollo boys riled up. <laughs> yeah. Arch nemesis, oh, they were desperate to flip It's okay, weren't they? They were in no state by this point. To no, go near no. Sir Killalot. Maybe, maybe a hundred percent brand new Apollo could give it a shot. Even then, it would be a struggle. Yeah, I think by the end of this episode, Sir Killalot proves you don't mess with him. <laughs> He's not a joke. Into the match highlights. Apollo do start by getting a big flip-off on Aftershock. Aftershocker launches the air quite effectively, which proves that Apollo is in decent working order. Yeah, that was a solid flip. But they do get this massive hit-off on Apollo, which Apollo immediately, like, hey, wait, that's not fair, because they're stuck on the arena floor. Oh, yeah. We're seconds into a match, and the flip Apollo got on Aftershock sent Aftershock upside down, the spinner was so powerful that when it hit the floor it knocked a panel loose causing Apollo to get stuck on it and then Grant from the Robot Wars crew has to come out doesn't he Yeah he's and he's of... in shock can't <laughs> believe it the aftershock of this he's, <laughs> in, he's in aftershock <laughs> I mean they designed this arena with you know a lot of damage in mind they were prepared weren't they Oh god yeah but were they prepared for Aftershock and Carbide is really the, yeah. the question we should be asking. So they have to repair the arena, put a new panel out, or just realign that panel. Yeah. So we've got a nice smooth arena where robots aren't going to get caught on the floor, or end up with the arena panels like completely coming off them falling through the floor. Yeah. That would be new. God, can you imagine <laughs> if that happened? Imagine if Aftershock <laughs> hit the floor so hard, the panel shot out of the floor, and they went through, ad- down into it. And all you'd see was sparks coming up. (laughs) They're just gone. Does it count as the pit, then? (laughs) Good point. Invent your own pit when in doubt. (laughs) That's insane, though, to think. Because there's a lot, obviously, going on under the arena, because, obviously, the pit and the arena flipper obviously all operates underneath the arena. Could you imagine Grant having to go down there and repair that? (laughs) With Aftershock lurking in the shadows still. (laughs) He's already... (laughs) He just hears hum. He's (laughs) already dealing with that. (laughs) Oh, so they all actually have to go back to their uh, starting places again. Yeah, they agree to go back to their starting places to restart the match uh, with two minutes and 30 aroundabouts on the clock where they haven't done anything to their robots. So they've not recharged their batteries or anything like that. So they're in the same condition they were when the fight ended, but starting from their original positions because, well, it would have been unfair anyway because the position Apollo was in was a position they were in because they were stuck on the floor. So you couldn't really ask them to then start from a position they shouldn't have been in, in the first place exactly two minutes 30 the match starts Apollo dies <laughs> yeah pretty much Apollo gets nuked by an aftershock attack I think aftershock knew that their first big hit on Apollo already did decent enough damage that they were a, an easier target to go for than eruption and they just straight out shred Apollo up mentioning eruption quite on the down low really the championship is on the line, and they are being very cautious. I like how tactical they are. It's It's been referenced the entire episode, isn't it? But they always pick their battles. Oh, they're going very for the careful. championship as a flipper. They want yeah. to prove that a flipper can still do it. Well, exactly, and surrounded by spinners. They're literally in spinner literally territory. spinner city. Especially now that Apollo has been actually wrecked. Eruption yeah. and aftershock, actually shake hands. And basically, call it there. They just dance around each other for two minutes, which we don't see the whole of that. But they decide to not fight. Lots of people in the audience, I remember, tell, like, screaming out, go on, fight, fight. But, so, Apollo was immobilized. Mm-hmm. So, why didn't they just end the match there then? They had their person who's out. Why? Keep the match spinning. I suppose, it's, even though it's a multi-man match, only one person's being eliminated, exactly. not two. And they like, had the four that ways. person who was eliminated. So why run the clock out? I don't know. Maybe Ugh. they did. Maybe they, maybe they did in the end. But I know that eruption and aftershock were not fighting for a, at least no. at least longer than what was shown on TV. They had the pacifist boogie for a while. They didn't need to do damage to each other. No. What, why risk it? Exactly. When you know you're going through to the, the league table now. You're going through to Carbide's league table. Yeah. Why so risk... So you knew you had to be in... Uh, either being a flipped order. by eruption, which could cause big issues for Aftershock, or being Aftershocked. <laughs> it's not worth the risk. It's mm. bye-bye Apollo. We've guaranteed new champions. Yeah. Apollo are bowing out once and for all. Looking back as a wild card choice. They got smashed. They got smashed. Would Cherub have been able to tank some of that a bit better? You say that Cherub couldn't take on Eruption on their own. It's good. Eruption good point. and Aftershock. <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah. You can look at it from a lot of ways like that, actually. I don't know if any of the wild cards in that same match would have got through. A functioning Pulsar maybe could have. A functioning pulsar, maybe a functioning saber maybe. Yeah, uh, but these are, are maybes, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they were in a bad state, so it's the way it goes. Oh, it's a tough decision. It's a tough call. Could four of have- great cool. driver, but yeah. I think they struggled with a vertical drum spinner mm. in concussion, and they were yeah. having drive issues. Yeah, aftershock, which doesn't have consistent drive issues and a much more powerful spinning disc that's vertical, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm-hmm. it probably would have had the same result. Is it time to say goodbye to the Axebot? No, but it's <laughs> certainly time to, to rethink your designs on them. The Axebot needs an overhaul. There are some great Axebots out there. Um, BattleBots has a, a couple of really special ones that are worth looking at, which we'll get to in the future. But the Axebots are struggling in the Robot Wars world at the moment mostly due to spinners. Yeah, Robot Wars is going through its spinner revolution right now. Revolution, like something that's going Uh, on. Yes, I totally meant that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's going through that adaption stage where people are learning to deal with carbide and aftershock levels of spinner. Oh, yeah. We'll see later how people can at least tank the spinner shots. It's trying to tank them forever. That's the issue. You can't just keep trying to tank them. I think people are so used to tanking a spinner shot, but the spinner machine not being reliable enough to yeah. constantly function after doing that. Machines like Carbide... They just keep they going keep going. going. We get the sad music play, as Apollo are. <laughs> we saw sort of see walking walk back, yeah, walk away. Yeah, they did the sad walk, didn't they? The sad music play. Yeah. It's all sad because Apollo's dead. Is but we like, already kind of knew Apollo were dead last time. <laughs> the robot war's equivalent of someone getting a taxi out of EastEnders, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> you know? You're right, it <laughs> is. Sadly waving by. <laughs> Damn. Eruption uh, have taken minor damage, but they're okay. Uh, but turns out when Aftershock were flipped by Apollo, the spinner did sort of get a little scratch off hmm. on Eruption. Bent the flipper a little bit, but nothing major to worry about. Eruption's a tough bot. Okay, so our next freeway, Ironside Free, Concussion, and Carbide. How was that Carbide? That was a good Carbide. That was a good Carbide. That's was a pretty good Carbide. Three spinners. They didn't split the, um, flippers. Yeah, that's a weird one, one as well. One. Maybe it was just to try and get a flipper through and keep some variation. Perhaps, perhaps they did draws, perhaps they already knew what what they were going to do in terms of which heat finalist was going to be in which fight. Either way, we've got Three major spinners going at it now, and Shunt to join I was about them. to say, unless you would just tag that on the end there. And Shunt. Shunt's a beast. Shunt is really a beast. Have they thought about building a uh, spinner house robot at this point? They have. Matilda. Well, spinner. That spinning... Do, do you remember what that spinning <laughs> yeah. butt blade did to nuts? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it launched true. it so high, it launched it out <laughs> of the arena with a spinner <laughs> shot. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. That is true. That bum blade is mega. <laughs> it is a really powerful flywheel. Maybe they could just, like, invite Carbide to be a house bot at this point. Well, we'll see how Carbide matches up to the house robots later on anyway. Good point. <laughs> we'll see if it's worthy. Concussions seem to have a target on them in this match. Yeah, Carbide and Ironside 3 really... Well, Ironside 3 doesn't really do much. More escapes. Yeah. I think Carbide gave Ironside 3 a nip and after that, Ironside 3 knew its place and just stayed back a bit. And then Carbide just kind of I let think slip the dogs of war. We're looking at the grand final. Carbide were thinking tactically. Ironside 3, faster bot, moves around a lot, mm-hmm. a lot better control than Concussion has had, who are a newer robot, less experience and consistent drive issues throughout the, throughout their heat. So Carbide focusing in on Concussion made sense really yeah, yeah. it was an easier elimination than getting rid of ironside ironside a lot more potential damage as well because that as ironside team mentioned that blade has a very very long reach and there's not many positions you can get to it at other than directly from behind without encountering the blade so carbide do go for the safe option ironside three like you said kind of know their place they don't want to risk it they can obviously see concussion are going to go out yeah the damage caused concussion tears through the armor Cushion are dead pretty quickly, yeah. and of course, Ironside and Carbide don't fight after that. We get fight nope. chance. People are being Floyd, so careful, Floyd, Floyd. like in the school ground. <laughs> school ground. school playground, in the scar grounds. That scar was a very ground. American way to, you know. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, everyone's being very economic with their bots. Basically, it's the grand final. No one wants to say they're not the grand champion because of a stupid decision or a stupid mistake. <laughs> but part of me thinks it would have just been hilarious if they just glared at each other for a second and then just charged at each other. <laughs> <laughs> but Complete they don't random have act a of violence. Once, once you're through to the head-to-heads, you will be fighting everyone. This is endurance. This is especially with all these high-damage, one-hit knockout spinners. And you mentioned the hit carbide got an Ironside three mm-hmm. that took out Ironside three's um, three mech. Oh, <laughs> no self-writing from that one hit and on the wow. back. It's all gone now, God. which will come into play later on. Carbide, looking pretty damn strong to start with. Definitely, definitely. And that takes us to our first one-on-one. Eruption versus Ironside Free with Matilda. Big M, she's there. Oh yeah. We don't get much from the house robots this episode, really. You get we, the odd, um, the odd highlight I mean, reel. But... We don't need much from the house bots. Oh yeah, they're killing each other. You mean, know what these I mean? robots. Yeah, yes, the competitors are... are going for it. This is violent enough as it is. I mean. So eruptions tactics. They want to flip Ironside and they can get underneath Ironside, which is, you know, just the game changer, really. They can tank the hits from the bar and they can get underneath it. What more do you need? Just to get a big, big flip off, which Ironside takes quite a, well, takes two big flips, really. The first big flip on Ironside, they sort of stay in the one position as they go in the air. Like, the wheels are always facing the floor, and it almost looks like their planet needs them, and they're just flying away now. <laughs> slowly being... Helicopter mode. Yeah, just started yeah, to... They yeah, they just rise yeah. as they're flipped. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they're being abducted by aliens. it would yeah. be great in slow motion seeing that go up. <laughs> Very elegant, but almost lucky go. My for planet them. needs me. Woo. <laughs> so Free 3 uh, start to make some tactical retreat yeah they got lucky to land on their feet because if they landed upside down they can't self-right and the damage that would have caused with their spinner going as well from an impact on the floor from quite a big height as well eruption showing that that flipper is very effective and very very strong it takes another flip where Ironside they go over they sort of bounce off the wall they're upside down no self-righting mechanism thanks to carbide they're out that's it eruption win were you expecting eruption to win that one yes but i thought it would be closer but then you remember the default mode for ironside is that it has a self-writing mechanism good point yeah so it would have been able to get itself back over which meant that eruption would have had to immediately gone in for more flips mm. rather than wait for them to get back on their feet yeah and try to win like that so, when I was there, I was expecting it to be closer than what it was, but knowing that Ironside 3 didn't have self writing mechanism... And we're against a flipper. And we're against a very yeah. effective flipper in Eruption. It was kind of as expected. So, Eruption, again, they took damage here, and they will need some more repairs on the flipper, mostly, getting it back aligned in its slot, straight, flat, it's more just beating the flipper back into place yeah. again. Great thing about Eruption, though, it is just a very tough bot. It can take a lot of damage and keep going. It's a great start to being the flippers that can face the spinners. Yeah. Because the amount of spinners it faces this episode <laughs> and survives yeah. is just incredible. So that takes us to Carbide versus aftershock, The big match, the two truly destructive machines And reliably so as well. This was a hard one to call. This was the machine a lot of people were like, oh, Aftershock, they could beat Carbide. And Carbide would probably, with the exception of maybe Eruption getting the tactical upper hand, Mm. it's probably the machine they were fearing the most before any fights took place. So the match, as it goes, Carbide and Aftershock have a massive collision. Both tank each other's hit more or less, but Aftershock comes off worse for wear. Yeah, Aftershock lose drive, whereas Carbide are still in a much more safe position. Again, this guess, is the vertical spinner versus the horizontal spinner. That force going through the robot when Carbide hits them mm-hmm. as opposed to upwards yep. has worked in Carbide's favour. Aftershock really needed a very specific shot here, but Carbide shot, obviously affecting the internals quite heavily aftershock not moving and carbide not relenting see this is the thing about carbide they're just so heartless once a robot's are mobilised, they just lay into aftershock in it to win it they the are in it to put win into it. their machine and they they aren't going to stop and let's be fair AfterShock caused controversy by not stopping in their heat. Remember, will, yeah. will, will, no, stop. True. We've done it. That's We've true. done enough. So leave it, man. <laughs> <could> leave it. <laughs> yeah, leave it. Yeah, yeah. You could say they just the game was coming to him. That's yeah. true. That's they can't true. complain. They can't sit there yeah. and say, "Oh, you can't do that." They did the exact same thing. They annihilated poor Sabertooth. This is the game, isn't it? Beaten at their own game, and hella beaten at their well, own game. <laughs> we get the uh, the moment of the night. Really, a piece of AfterShock after a hit from carbide, flings at near bullet speed and goes through the first layer of the bulletproof glass surrounding the arena. Not just through it, but perfectly wedged in it so you can just see Aftershock's logo the correct way up. That's incredible. The fact that it didn't go through any of the lettering, it was almost perfect. The imagery of it is stunning. (laughs) It looks like it's made up. It doesn't look like it was something that just happened on the fly, <laughs> but it did, it, <laughs> absolutely incredible. The way it went through, um, on the other side of the glass, the sort of shrapnel of it was bent and it was more a case of that bending it, hooked it onto the glass rather than letting it go through, as opposed to the glass actually stopping it. So it kind of hooked into it, which is why it ended up stu- stuck in that perfect position Great for posing with, for photographs. It's, <laughs> it oh, it's fantastic. You couldn't, you couldn't make it up, could you? You couldn't arrange it or organise it or try and throw it together. It it's just, just one of those magical moments. Yeah, it just so happened that something completely unexpected and thought of as near impossible happened and managed to happen with the perfect piece of shrapnel with the full Aftershock logo in view. Almost perfectly framed, and that's the part that goes completely through. Yeah, on the other side, exactly. like it's not like it's halfway. It's not like halfway through no, the S wedged, of After so shot. it's kind of ruined it a bit. It's perfectly done. Wow, stunning, <laughs> incredible. Wow, and for from what I heard, for people in that area of the audience who saw who were near that part of it, <laughs> happening, the impact it just completely shook the that first layer, and I, there was a slow mo shot of it i think the piece it flies off aftershock bounces up off the ground yeah and then just goes straight through it uh, but the speed it goes at is unreal it's not perfectly visible to the naked eye it's like almost just a, a quick blur mm. and then suddenly there's a piece of aftershock the thing to remember is at least there is another twice as thick layer completely surrounding the audience yeah I was <laughs> so- about to say they weren't the audience weren't in danger. There was a twice as thick layer in front of the audience, and then a few metres yeah. between those two layers. Um, The layer that got hit and the layer that surrounds the audience as well. So if this didn't go through fully, that one layer, mm-hmm. it, it would never would have got through the audience one. It may have left a bit of a gash, though. Well, I'll tell you what it did leave. An image that's going to turn up in every single highlight reel, every advert for Robot Wars forever. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> There'll always be it that. It should, because it's, it's magical. You can't, like you said, you can't make it up. It yeah. couldn't have been any more perfect. It couldn't have looked any better on camera. It, wow. it, it even lined up so the name was the right way around. It wasn't upside down or anything. It was, it was so perfect. What a time to be a Robot Wars fan. <laughs> Aftershock. I mean, they're optimistic, but oh god, their poor robot is just in a state now. I mean, they've got so much work to do and it's brilliant how it came across on tv just how just how much damage there actually was they were in a real state they had so so much work to do in such a short amount of time there was a lot of talk of them perhaps not being able to make it into the arena or if they managed to get it working probably not having the weapon functioning the fact that they end up repairing it in the end is absolutely insane and a testament to their skill in engineering but onto the next match. Carbide versus Eruption. Undefeated versus undefeated. Mm. Carbide walking in with a tactic. Go for the side armour. They're ruthless. They're violent. But they've got a plan as well. Cold, heartless tacticians. People There's you the- want on your side in a war. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just like the way backstage when they interview him and he's like, oh, we've noticed a weak spot on their bot. And he says it and it's just like, you are really in it to win it. It makes it He's sound not like here to you know <laughs> to mess around and have a good time. After last year being runners up, losing wasn't an option for the Carbide team. <laughs> the way they say that as well, it makes it sound like they were just there, stalking eruption for like an yeah, hour, yeah. just there, just watching the eruption yeah. team fix the robot and just just, just circling their them. part of the backstage, just having a look silently, just staring, yeah. looking for the weak points. Eruption do manage to tank a good few of Carbide hits. They really do. They stay front-facing. Yeah. Um, That front of the robot with the flipper and the plates on the front mm-hmm. is the strongest part of Eruption. And Eruption have such great control that Carbide aren't really able to get hits on off on the side easily. Yeah. However, you can't tank Carbide's hits forever because no. Carbide just won't stop. It's not like what PP3D did where they get their big hit off, you tank it, but then PP3D's dead because of the internal damage that got caused to it. Yeah, Carbide, they're fine. They'll hit you again, and they'll hit you again, and they'll hit you again. its It's incredible. Eruption, they have steam start to vent, or gas vent, even CO2 gas venting. They basically immobile. They flip themselves up, over, and on top of carbide, (laughs) only causing them more damage. (laughs) It would have been better off not doing that flip and just trying to have the countdown clock go down then so they didn't end up flipping themselves onto Carbide's spinner in such an unfortunate event. It's, a, it's such a difficult moment when you realise at this stage of the game, Roboteers are thinking, how can we not beat Carbide, but how can we survive Carbide with enough bot left over to finish the rest of the competition? <laughs> Eruption really is just such a tough bot. Tough, but pretty badly beaten up It's mm-hmm. eruption's first loss of the season they're optimistic yeah i mean their repairs aren't nearly as much as what aftershock have to do mm. but primarily <laughs> when the big hit they took spe- from landing on carbide mm. has left them with work to do they need to do some pretty serious repair work to their machine so let's talk about aftershock's uh repairs oh god they're in such a dire state they, they- basically have to rebuild the robot almost from scratch. <laughs> they have their shell, they have all the pieces, and now all of that has to be repaired. Basically, everyone who didn't have a functioning robot at this point, who was available, helped Aftershock as much as they could to put their machine back together. Even I think even the Carbide team were helping them out because Carbide didn't need much work <laughs> done. <laughs> it's not like they had anything else to do at the time. <laughs> Nobody knew if it was going to be able to function at all if it would have a weapon yeah. that was like really optimistic to have a functioning weapon as well as being able to move pure desperation but incredible results yeah I mean let's talk about it they you know those shots they showed of them outside the arena pouring cold water on on where the joints are just to try and get it ready it was taped together literally taped together that the taping had to be done Last minute, they were needed sure. They were being called out, weren't they? Yeah. They were not called couldn't, into the arena. Within those few minutes, if they couldn't have get in, then they were going to be forfeiting to Ironside at that point. Yeah. And I don't know whether they would have forfeited their place to one of the group battle losers, or whether it just would have been points for Ironside. I'm not sure. I don't know if they do it differently in the grand final or not. Probably would have been... Group Battles, I suppose, yeah. yeah they would have been Apollo War. What, what one was it? Aftershock, which would have been Apollo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. If Apollo got a third, <laughs> third try, imagine the the one. <laughs> Oh, my God. I think I think Reddit <laughs> would have exploded. Can you imagine if that happened? And then Apollo get through to the grand final match. And then like Carbide forget to put their link in or something. And then and Apollo stuff. just walks in. <laughs> just walks it. I would have loved to have seen everybody's reaction to that. Apollo. Especially, though, on the Reddit. The, fi- the grand final, the championship <laughs> match. Just Apollo moves forward, realises carbide doesn't work, and just waits for the countdown timer. And that's it. That's that's the grand final. This is the risks that you have with these things, though. It can happen. It can happen. Literally anything can happen. That's, yeah, we've already seen There's a chunk of can- Aftershock in the side of the arena that shows anything can happen. Okay, so... We get Shunt and Serkay in the corner. Ironside um, 3 versus Aftershock. Yep. Aftershock probably bricking it. Ironside 3 probably feeling somewhat lucky that they're facing a fairly crippled machine at this point. Yeah. I mean, Ironside 3 are still being very careful. Very cautious, because it turns out Aftershock's weapon is working. It's essentially a fully functioning bot that's just yeah. been having to be taped together hastily. They've repaired it incredibly well big hits going off aftershock are having control issues quite quickly and they, they end up sort of facing and hitting the wall a lot of lots of sparks happening which is yeah. just more impacts for aftershock to take which is not what they want no. at all they get wobbled a bit by an inside free bar spin hit and sort of end up just with like half their bot on the spikes the spike comes right up launches the bot and that's kind of it yeah they're upside down They can't get self-righted. They're not spinning, which means they're not going to get that impact self-right going. Ironside 3, win by the skin of their teeth, really, because Ironside 3 seemed to have a few issues with their spinner. It wasn't really going at an incredible rate. Yeah, it wasn't the like knockout punch that it was in their heat. Do you know what I mean? You can tell they've been through a lot of battles. You remember Ironside's heat was intense enough as it was. Yeah. What was that one? That was that the one with Pulsar as well, and just yeah. a lot of heavy hitters. And now they're in a final with a lot of heavy hitters. Ironside is beaten up robot that were lucky enough to face an even more beaten up robot, <laughs> and the arena was on their side. It's yeah, like it's revenge on AfterShock, more or less. Yeah, After AfterShock's <laughs> biggest rival is the arena. <laughs> At this point, yeah, everything arena related in this episode has been caused by or done to AfterShock. <laughs> okay, the next one-on-one. A lot of people were waiting for Carbide versus Ironside 3. They both get up to speed. Now, Carbide were intending to get hits off before Ironside could get up to speed, but they don't Mm -hmm. actually manage that. Ironside Mm. are a pretty well-controlled bot, all things considered. They know to avoid things before their machine is up to speed. We get the robot equivalent of a sword fight, really, for a a good 15-20 seconds, which is a while. Yeah. In, these In the matches. arena it's a long time, especially yeah. with spinners it's a long time. These high impact spinners smashing into each other but yeah. not getting those knockout hits. I think Carbide are just more reliable. They keep yeah. going where Ironside 3, their spinner slowly just can't get up to as high a speed. Whereas Carbide's just keeps going at full exactly. speed. And slowly but surely, Ironside 3 just slowly become broken. Yeah. Immobile. The bar just slows down to nothing. Yep. And that's it. So Carbide win, but backstage it is revealed that untouchable Carbide actually has a dent in the inner workings that was close to the chain that if, could have spelled disaster. If that hit the chain, that essentially would have, well, that would have been the spinner gone. Yeah. It wouldn't have functioned anymore. It wouldn't spin. There's no chain to spin it. That pretty much would have been it because all they could have done then is hope to push Ironside 3. Yeah. But Ironside Three, they would have been free to get some big hits off. They could have got a judge's decision. It makes me wonder, if Ironside Three were one hundred percent, that could have been a much more even fight. Yeah. It could definitely. have been in Ironside Three's favour. Yeah. It seems like the way Ironside 3's spinner angles was perfect to get good hits off. If they were in if they were more reliable, one of those hits could have hit the chain. That would have been disaster for Carbide. That could have easily been a loss for Carbide. It is the first time they've seemed in any way mortal. I won't say vulnerable, because they weren't vulnerable. No, no. But the aura of immortality and unbeatable Carbide disappears, which is great for the episode, because it makes it a bit more... ooh. Maybe Carbide... Maybe there's a chance. Carbide can actually bleed, and if it can bleed, it can die. They're not the obvious champion anymore. Yeah. But it's not stuff that requires that much in terms of major repairs. Nothing compared to what they've done to their opponents. At the end of the day, it was still ultimately superficial compared to the... uh The mauling that Carbide eventually gave, Ironside Free. Which leads us to Aftershock versus Eruption. At this point, we're actually having Zombie Aftershock. I wrote the exact same thing in my notes. Aftershock, bracket, zombie, bracket. Joins four in the Army of the Dead. (laughs) Army of the Grand Finalists Dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so cool. Somehow patchworked together. Aftershock actually looks pretty good. I'm guessing, even though they lost their last match, Mm. the damage they took wasn't major, so they got more time afterwards to actually repair their machine. They're no longer taped together. They look not brand new, but they look like a robot that's been through some minor fights as opposed to being absolutely annihilated by Carbide now. Good on Aftershock. They put as much effort in as possible. They knew there was still a chance of victory, but they would have had to have won this match versus... The pretty mighty and one of the toughest spots we know, mm-hmm. Eruption. And eruption shape is just perfect for getting under Aftershock. Aftershock can't get hits in very easily. Yeah, Aftershock's vertical spinner can't just really too high, get at the flipper too easily. So this is where having a flipper in the grand finals really comes into play, when you're surrounded by spinners like this. We've got Dead Metal and Matilda circling the arena. Within about... 10-15 seconds, the rogue house robots is activated, and there's like, whoa, no, wait, wait, the floor's damaged again. Yeah, well, Tur- <laughs> So it turns out, yeah, turns out Eruption have yet again f- well, no, it wasn't Eruption, Aftersho- it was Apollo last, la- last oh. time, flip, Aftershock, Aftershock going upside down, they hit the arena floor, they loosen a panel, mm-hmm. it's sticking out. This yeah. time, Roboteers agree to just restart the match from the positions they were in, yep. but without having to repair the arena. Because <laughs> trust me, <laughs> screw it, we're only going to damage it again, let's just keep going. You don't see it when you're watching it on TV, but repairing the arena does take a while. If the part of the arena is actually damaged, that means you've got to get a new part out, then you've got to go put it in there, and you've got to bolt it on yeah. wherever it needs to be. you got to think, this yeah. grand final already, they've had to repair the arena floor, then the arena wall, the Bulletproof glass. Yeah. That took a while. That took quite a long time because they had to... They got all the shots of it. I imagine they had to think of what's going on. Is there actually any danger here? Okay, no, there's not. Then they had to take that panel out and put a new panel in. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, yeah. It it takes up more time on their final day of filming as well. It was a weird chain of events, though. Eruption flip aftershock. Aftershock hits the pit button, which triggers the rogue bots, but forget about that because by the time... Aftershock have landed, they've taken arena floor with them. That's quite... Considering that all happened in the space of, like, half a second, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> is There's say- so much action packed into this episode. It all happens so quickly. You blink and you miss it action yeah, in this episode. Big time. Especially with regards to arena damage. <laughs> the arena, the... Unfortunately, probably the biggest victim of the whole series. Oh, my God. Big time. Big time. This match is quite a slog, actually. It's quite like a, you know... You have to have a lot of stamina in your bot to take this on. Yeah, after that initial restart, it does become a much more even match. Aftershock yeah. do start getting hits in, but it doesn't seem to be majorly affecting. There's a point eruption. where aftershock basically do a backflip, they get flipped, their spinner catches the floor, and they land back on their feet. Yeah. And it's like a perfect back and then start moving again. That's what aftershock rely on. That's that is their self writing mechanism is being up to speed. Mm. Which isn't perfect, because it, it works. <laughs> it, but it does work. It also takes the arena apart, though. Mm. But it does work. Yeah. Um, Aftershock get caught by dead metal for a little bit. He kind of like tries to pincer, but then Eruption does quite an interesting thing and then gets involved as well. Eruption could have just stood back and waited for dead metal to be done, whatever he's going to do. Instead, just gets stuck right in. Going for it. Yeah. Wanting to get those flips off on Aftershock. I think Eruption knows that flipping Aftershock it's, it's such a strong tactic on them. Because of the vertical spinner, when you flip them, that spinner hits the floor every time and that's more damage Aftershock end up doing to themselves. Exactly. So it's huge, really, and it's a very effective tactic because Eruption go, press the pit button, mm-hmm. but then it's like, oh wait, Aftershock are dead anyway. They just stop yeah, moving. They, they just finally gave out. All the repairs, everything they've had to do, being in zombie mode, constantly being flipped by Eruption, it just gave out probably beaten by itself its own impact on the floor this was my favorite match of the night easily it was a close one eruption really went for it tactically very strong flipper made you believe they could win it aftershock made you believe they could come back from the hell they'd been through mm-hmm. and all the repairs they'd had to do and basically re- rebuilding a bot in a tiny amount of time mm-hmm. taking out the arena with them yeah like Proper going, kicking and screaming. They took out everything they could whilst they were being beaten. And much like 4, they just they did not have a point where they just couldn't function anymore. They were going to keep going and going and going right to the end. Although Aftershock did not really get a proper victory in this episode, not a one-on-one one. one, Certainly proved their worth. This is a beast of a machine that, maybe with some better armour in the future well i wonder whether the team will now go for a third different design Ooh, is it worth it though i don't know aftershock was tried and tested and proven to be awesome but this seems to be the team that keep evolving really i imagine they'll do what they think is best which seems to be working for them they're constantly getting through to the mm-hmm. final so Definitely. i say constantly it's been twice but that's every yeah, final of the Reapers exactly. so far so they're going for it i can't wait can't wait to see what they do next and that takes us to the grand Final match. The match most people were predicting to be the grand final. Turns out it was the right choice. The Unstoppable Carbide versus the Hardy Eruption. Heartless Monster versus the Tactical But Tough Eruption. It's a proper Lesnar versus a Babyface match, isn't it? It is. It is. David and Goliath, really. I mean, not that Eruption is small, weak, or... Has a slingshot, (laughs) but... It's not so much Eruption is overcoming the odds that Carbide is just a massive beast monster. It's horrifying, Carbide. It's a terrifying machine. The whole match consists of Carbide's version of Suplex City, which is keep hitting Eruption, but Eruption (laughs) keep coming back. Mm -hmm. It's really intense. They're hitting Eruption. They're hitting Eruption. They're hitting Eruption. Nobody has taken hits this consistently from Carbide, and survive for so long with no crazy damage done to them. Damage, yes, if, but nothing in that insane. Look at it this way. Carbide, tear, eruption, a new one. They're all over them. Hit after hit after hit. And then, eruption, just get a little flip out. And at that point, you're out of your chair. You're like, oh my god, the, they can still do it. <laughs> they can still go. You think, but imagine they were just slightly closer to the arena wall. And carbide just went over. Just that little bounce. Cause it's not, it's not high up. I mean, eruption can flip things way higher than, you know, just that gap. It could have happened. It's just that one flip as if to say, okay, you've got me, you trashed me, but <laughs> a trapped <laughs> lion or a trapped bear, yeah. that kind of thing where. Exactly. Approaching it is still very, very dangerous. Yeah. The weapon can beat you. Eruption are basically on one wheel, hobbling about with a flipper that's nowhere near at full power now. Mm leaking co2 like it's a co2 leaking machine yeah that's the best i got, you got no i like it we're going with it <laughs> like a soda stream yeah. <laughs> you know at the end of 300 where king leonidas just manages to cut xerxes face yeah. just slightly god king xerxes just to prove he could, before they get completely and utterly destroyed by the opposing <laughs> army. It's kind of that kind of That's a gr- yeah. It's a great I mean? moment, though. It's yeah. a truly great moment. Eruption, make they they s- try to the very end. Mm. They do not stop trying, which is great. They keep that flipper dangerous. The flipper st- it's not buried. The flipper is not buried during this, despite exactly. being beaten up. It's still Really over as a strong weapon. Eruption do eventually just lose drive after taking. Oh, of course. Carbide seems to then function after that. Carbide seems to then really focus on the back and around the wheels of eruption, which makes them lose drive. And then that's it. That's it. Carbide are the. New Robot Wars Champions. Before we go into their celebration, just a quick talk about what happened with the house bots at the end. So Carbide seemed to th- maybe a bit too big for their boots. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know We're taken everyone else. Let's yeah. try and take out Sir Killer Lot. So, Ki- so, Sir Lot goes for the traditional, uh, probably the traditional roasting of the runner up, which is fair. But Carbide just thinks, screw it. Let's just go for it. Last match. Last episode. Face turn. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <For> say, <laughs> saving her up takes on the authority. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Legit just goes for it. Obviously just didn't stand a chance and gets didn't immediately do. sandwiched <laughs> between two house bots, but. Which proves the point. The house robots are not to be messed with, even if you're carbide. The house bots always win. So anyone out there sitting there and saying, oh, Carbide should be a house robot. No, not even close. No, not even close. (laughs) Turns out it's a terrible idea. Basically, Carbide gets taught a lesson, as does the audience, viewers at home, everyone watching around the world. The (laughs) house robots always win. Yeah, So Killalot just walk into Carbide and Carbide can't do anything about it. Just sort of asserts dominance. Like, okay, you want to try us? Here you go. Go on then. Go on and beat us. Nothing. They nothing. Don't cause a scratch. Well, they probably did score cause a bit of a scratch on Sir K, but nothing. Probably scored him slightly, but I mean, you're not gonna get through that. A minor bruise. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Carbide is officially 2017 Robot Wars champion. The champs. They got so close last year and this year. <laughs> <laughs> they they went from runners up to gold. Which is interesting, really, because this bot is consistently awesome now. It's the most successful machine out of the reboot now. Yeah. Runners up, then undefeated champion. It's incredible. It's huge. How do you stop it? I don't know. The only ones that managed to stop it last time were Apollo. And look what happened to them. Yeah, exactly. Look what happened to them. Eruption, if they weren't in as bad of a state, let's say they were in full working order to start with, they could have had a chance against Carbide. Ironside 3 caused a couple of scratches and close calls to Carbide. They aren't immortal yet, and people are only going to keep spinner-proofing their robots. That's it, exactly. And not just spinner-proof, but specifically Carbide-proof their bots. They're going to look for ways to beat Carbide. It was always the machine to beat. One of the first things I was told when I got there is someone pointed at Carbide and went, that's what people want to beat. That's the machine. And it could not be beat this no. entire series it could not be beat what a way to make them champion in a way they needed to be champion the most because yeah. they had that so close occasion last time yep they were so dominant this time carbide needed to be able to say they have been a robot wars champion it needed that machine needed it it's such a well-engineered perfect spinner machine for robot wars standards i mean you could only imagine if there was a technical fault in the bot, oh. and it just lost out at the last minute in the last match. And the the what-ifs would have been phenomenal. So at least we now know for definite, yes, indeed, Carbide is utterly unstoppable, and is way overpowered, and needs nerfing as soon as possible. Total championship <laughs> material, by a long shot. Man, it's terrifying. But this is what most people predicted <laughs> would happen, and it did, which means... When it comes to points, you predicted it. You get two points. Ukulele Chris predicted it. He gets two points. Oh, but he's ahead of me, isn't he? Yeah, and he gets another point for predicting Apollo as the Oh, he did, didn't he? So you have officially lost. No! Ukulele Chris is the 2017 Activate Podcast Robot Wars Grand Champion for the little competition thing we do. Well done. Print out your own certificate. Put it on your wall, you Chris. You're the only person who can say who's done this. <laughs> the first. Up there with carbide. Yep. <laughs> I mean, there's always next year. There, there's always next time. It probably won't be next That's year at good this point. It might be next this, month. Yeah, it's gonna be this year. My predictions are gonna be more ruthless than ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm definitely gonna walk away with a crown. You're re-engineering your <laughs> I am. Your predictions, precision engineering going (laughs) into it. Nano carving them out. Proper going for it. Ukulele proofing (laughs) your predictions. (laughs) Can anyone stop Ukulele Chris (laughs) from taking the gold next time? You were even for a while. You had your eruption flip moment. Oh, yeah. It was almost there, but unfortunately you lose out this time. Nearly. But I mean, for the next series, we're going to do a full-blown league, aren't we? We're actually going to... It's going to be the gonna Activate try. Podcast Invitational. <laughs> yeah, the, the grand <laughs> invitational for Activate Podcast. Yeah. Who will <laughs> bring up the most points? And in order to do so, they would have to make sure they vote every single damn episode as well. Good point. Otherwise, they miss out on all points. We'll get into that when we start doing it for the next one. We're going to need an Excel spreadsheet at this rate. One of our next episodes is, of course, going to be our series overview with the Hall of Fame and the award ceremony. Yes! My favourite part. It's so fun. We get to look at the season as a whole, decide our best matches our best moments, who goes into the Hall of Fame, only guaranteed one is Eruption, Carbide's already in there, Eruption is a finalist, a grand finalist and final match. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing more honourable than being in the Activate Podcast Hall of Fame. Nothing. Well, other than being the Robot Wars... Nothing. (laughs) Champion. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) nothing. Nothing. We don't need to give a trophy because people could just say, I'm in the Activate Podcast Hall of Fame. Yeah. And people go, "Oh, You could chuck it on your CV. You could check it on your CV. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Put it on your LinkedIn. Get it out there. Do we need to give this episode a rating? We do. I am going with a incredibly high four and three quarters. We were so close to perfection, I reckon, here. So we never got a five-star episode out of this? We never got a five. We're still looking for that elusive five-star, but this was definitely four and three quarters. It's phenomenal. What would have made it five-star for you? Mm. I think some of the matches were very short. The problem with the spinners is the one-punch knockout. Did the restart matches with the floor coming loose? Does that affect it? Does that a a good thing or a bad thing? that's the thing. I'm a bit weird because I find that quite compelling. Yeah, exactly. It just makes it more interesting. And I like controversy as well and stuff like that. I know it's like, I don't mean it in like a mean kind of controversy, but I like stuff like the arena breaking and the rules becoming a little bit muddied and uh, the judges having to step up and get involved and stuff like that. I think some of the matches were too short, and there was a lot of knockout, but the story behind everything was great. Maybe you could argue, and a lot of people probably will do, that it was very one-sided. Take a guess at whose side that would be. <laughs> but it had the right amount of moments to make you feel like maybe Carbide could be beat. And that's kind of the Point of a a monster heel of carbide is yeah. keeping them on top, but those little pokes at it that make you feel like maybe, maybe, and it will probably not be on top forever. No one ever has been. No, nope. it'll get beat eventually. So, how about what about the wildcard choice? Did that affect your score a little bit? I wasn't a well, you know, I I wanted four to come back, and I can see the fault in that because he's already had a wild card before so it'd be a bit silly to give him another one but at the same time i felt four deserved it and i felt like we already knew that apollo couldn't beat carbide two tries where got yeah. dominated exactly utterly dominated so it felt silly getting apollo in knowing full well that even if apollo gets to the final carbide will eat it so i wanted to see what other bot could do i know it sounds silly but even cherub Just to see whether it could tank a carbide hit and keep going. Sabretooth. You you don't know. You just don't know. No judges decisions this episode. That's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. It was all 100% knockouts. Which is fair because I think the judges have had some very stressful decisions this series. (laughs) They were probably, they probably needed a good sit down at this point. (laughs) They sat, they could could sit down and just enjoy this final. Yeah. Which was nice for them. They didn't have to sit there and think, oh Christ, we've now got to judge a match where half the arena fell apart. Some controversial decisions were made and oh one thing I would like to do is ask Noel Sharkey, and maybe we'll try and tweet him at some point, what he thinks would be the ideal counter to Carbide. As a man who yeah. has seen it all. Yeah, that's true, that's a good point. Because at this point I'm How? How do you beat Carbide? It it seems to be able to take a flip and keep going. It's manoeuvrable, it's well driven. The blade cuts through pretty much anything anyone's put on a bot. I think Eruption at 100% would have had the best chance. Yeah. Because if they could have outdriven Carbide and flipped them out of the arena quick enough, that's what it takes. That's their version of the knockout blow. Exactly. Flip them out of the arena before they have a chance to even think about what's happened. That, I think, is your best chance, is pitting or out of the arena in Carbide. That's got to be it, isn't it? Putting it in a situation where it can't get to you anymore. Yeah. out controlling Carbide is your only option, and they are very well controlled. That's it. Not only that, but you have to get to that blade before the three second point that's a manic dash to interrupt with your own bot a spinning blade the only other option is to make a better carbide what a better spinner (laughs) <laughs> make a oh, better maybe, yeah. one. Yeah, that's basically yeah. that's the that's the other option. It's got to be, isn't but hey, it? Maybe someone will surprise us. Maybe someone will beat it with an axe, bot There's power Ooh. we've never seen before. Axe <laughs> power we just cannot fathom. Yeah, or some yeah. other unspoken, unknown weapon that gets invented <laughs> <and> beats them. <laughs> hey, <laughs> next season the rules have been changed a little bit. Oh, you yeah? can use entanglement weapons as long as oh. there are restrictions. You can't just have like a ten meter long thing. I think it's. Don't quote me exactly, yeah, yeah. but I think about a metre long. It can't have like any of what it's tethered to exposed. It has to be, so like you can have to say a metre long of a chain. Yeah. For example, hanging off. Okay. But this can tangle up in a spinner. So maybe this will be the counter to the spinner. Maybe someone will try it, but that's gonna be a fairly new thing. You don't see entanglement weapons in robot combat. So having them legal now means it's gonna be A while before they are truly competitive, but it's going to be experimental to start with. And you might just find Carbide just tears them off. I mean, yeah, well, maybe just wrenches them off. (laughs) But I mean, this would be a great time for something random and weird to come out like, uh, like Jellyfish as an entanglement, you know, bot and just surprise everyone. Well, you look at Jellyfish, it was so low to the ground that would Carbide have been able to hit it? Yeah, good point. Maybe it would have been underneath carbide, and if you included loose chains and things like that, maybe that would have done it. And could you imagine the damage internally to carbide if it started chewing up things that it couldn't swallow? That would have been mad. Well, we, this is it. These are all the questions. We're going to have to wait now till the next we series. We have to, to wait until next time where hopefully carbide will return and maybe meet their match, because they never really met their match properly. Not really. They didn't. They were barely challenged. I mean, maybe Ironside Free got that hit off. Oh, they could have. And got eruption Rocky. just got you know tank those moment. hits and got that one flip just to say we could flip you. They got their moments. Yeah, the moments were there that prove it's beatable, but it still has to be beaten in this form. Even in its old form, it wasn't beaten much, and it oh, wasn't yeah. beaten badly. Well, there we go. Yeah, we'll overlook the series next time. So there's no point in going into crazy details about the whole season. We'll do a big old overview, a big old Hall of Fame. Which is my favourite. Hall of Fame. we'll have to think who gets into that. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. We'll have to bring out the list of uh, awards because we gave so many out last time. That- <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember off <laughs> the top no. of my head. We're going to have to actually listen we'll to, to it and figure out down. everything we did. <laughs> the John Cena Never Give Up Award my god there are some great candidates for that just in this episode okay do we sign off i think we sign off what a season what a season we'll incredible. Uh, we'll review it next time as a whole which will be so much fun but until then you can follow us at podcast activate because someone already had activate podcast and we aren't bitter about that at all you can email us activate podcast at gmail.com if you tweet us or email us we will read it out no matter what within reason as long as it's relevant don't just ask us if uh i don't know we can pick you up from the shops unless, unless you're local. how we can get a better deal <laughs> on your car insurance <laughs> We're not those kind of people. I mean, you can ask, but don't expect a great answer. (laughs) Okay, and we will see you next week for Hall of Fame. Yeah.